0: Tabuti, the
1: Fight CRC podcast. Colorectal cancer patients are often faced with circumstances related to their disease that aren't openly discussed. In Tabuti, the Fight CRC podcast, we delve into those topics that are sometimes considered controversial, trending, or just plain interesting. Listen in as we talk to experts, patients, and caregivers who provide accurate, real, and practical information for cancer survivors. It's time for us to bring these issues to light. Listen in from anywhere, from your car to the chemo chair. To suggest a podcast topic, email answers at fightcrc.org.
0: Hello, this is Sharon with Fight Colorectal Cancer. In early 2017, the movie Bastards is coming out on the big screen, And based on the two-minute preview, you learn that in the movie, a main character goes to medical school and becomes a GI doctor because he believes his father had passed away when he was a baby due to colon cancer. However, it turns out that their dad didn't die of colorectal cancer, that in fact, the mother isn't quite sure who their father was. So after watching this preview, it brought up an interesting thought as it relates to family history. We often talk about discussing family history not only in the month of November, which is Family Health History Month, but all year long. On today's podcast, Andy Dwyer, the Director of Health Promotion here at Fight CRC, talks with Leeson, Denver-based genetic counselor, about weighing benefits and risks for those with an incomplete knowledge of their family health history.
1: I'm I'm Andy Dwyer with Fight Colorectal Cancer and the University of Colorado Cancer Center. So Leeson, welcome. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Leeson.
2: Having me, Andy. Uh, I've been here at the University of Colorado Cancer Center since 1999 and have um, been exclusively working with individuals and families who may be at risk for inherited cancer syndromes or at higher risk. So it's a pleasure to be here talking about this topic.
1: And for those of you um, joining in who want to know a little more about Family History and Genetic Counseling, um, or actually Leeson and uh, Lisa Koo actually recorded a special series or a special session in 2015, so you can check that out at the Fight CRC website. So, Lisa, and, um, one of the things that's happening right now is we're getting a lot of questions uh, based on some media pieces as well as some things that are happening within co- pop culture um, to really kind of understand the implication of genetic testing and genetic counseling with this whole idea um, that if you have certain, some information, you can still do something with um, making some prediction about cancer risk or being able to say something about someone's genetic and familial history. Um, but I think this particularly comes up Um, in the questions that also survivors have based on what they may or may not know about their families. And so particularly a lot of the questions that um, we're hearing about are if people might have adoptive uh, parents, uh, people maybe know only the health history of one side of their family but not the other, Um, or even people who aren't quite sure that their uh, parents or their family are are necessarily their biologic family. And the question is, with this information, what can be done um, to really understand family history and genetic risk?
2: Yeah, that's an excellent and challenging question, Andy. Um, I think just kind of to lay the framework, I think it's important to remember that the vast majority of cancers are not due to an inherited predisposition and most individuals who develop a cancer don't have a family history of that particular type of cancer. Um, but thinking about your specific question in terms of individuals who have limited um, information about their family history, how genetic testing can potentially, at times, provide information in that setting. We know that about maybe 5% of all colon cancer is due to an inherited predisposition that at times can be um, predicted by the results of a genetic test. So what genetic testing is would be um, in the form of a um, blood test. It's a genetic test that can look specifically at multiple genes that have been described as causing an increased risk for colon cancer and potentially other cancers. I think one of the important take-home messages is that even if that genetic test is negative or what we would call uninformative, it does not mean that you may not be at increased risk for developing colon cancer. Um,
1: So that actually then makes me think a little bit about, you know, when we're talking about the overall risk and assessment, um, one of the things that's come up particularly is that if someone isn't quite confident that maybe the information that they've um, uh, received about their family history Um, So in the possibility that someone may or may not be someone's dad or mom, um, and they're collecting family history and what to do with that information if it's really unclear um, on if they are truly linked biologically. So, Lisa, in your experience, when this sort of situation comes forward, how do you as a genetic counselor handle using that information to basically help determine who as a genetic counselor needs testing or even looking at risk?
2: I think we would have a thorough discussion of the limitations if, if the family history information is not known. Um, and unfortunately, in that setting, oftentimes most insurers base coverage of genetic testing either based on personal or family history of cancer. And so even just knowing some information about family history can sometimes help um, ensure insurance coverage for genetic testing. If an individual is very interested in seeing if there is any potential information they can learn from genetic testing, there are options for self-pay genetic testing as well. I think it would be important to coordinate that genetic testing through a genetics professional, whether it be a physician who is specialized in genetics, or a genetic counselor, or a nurse with a genetics background. Um, specifically to help address, you know, the potential results of those genetic tests, whether there is unexpected but new information that can potentially guide medical management, or if the genetic testing is negative, um, to make sure that there really is a good understanding that that just excludes the genes that we know of today. Um, But we know that there are potentially a lot of other genes that also affect risk. So even with a completely negative genetic test, um, there may still be other risk factors.
1: So one of the things that um, you know is coming up as you're talking about this is the the opportunities and the limitations. And um, I think that one of the things that have come up really around people that don't absolutely know anything about their family history, so adoptive parents. Um, Lisa, is it safe to say that, given with where we are with technology and the like, I mean, really, if, if someone doesn't know who their parents are in terms of collecting their information, it might be uh, that genetic testing can help them with med- making medical decisions for the here and now for themselves as well as their family. But in terms of really being able to collect any information to make um, any sort of decision, if someone is adopted, there's not really a whole lot that we can do with that is that in terms of decision-making?
2: Yeah, it's, it's certainly a challenge. You know, right now, so much of... Um, medical management is still driven by family history. So for individuals who are eligible for earlier screening or maybe more frequent screening, oftentimes that is based on family history. Um, but in rare instances, genetic testing does give us new information that can help inform medical management. Um, but I do want to point out that that, you know, not knowing anything about family history and then doing genetic testing, the likelihood, of identifying one of these very, very rare inherited cancer syndromes is very small. So um, it's one of those situations where you're weighing those two things. What is the likelihood of finding this very rare um, condition that could significantly impact medical management versus the other side of that, which is it is exceedingly unlikely or it is exceedingly likely that genetic testing would be negative or uninformative, um, because these are such rare conditions. And in that situation, no medical management would change. So, you're weighing something that it would be very, very rare, but could have significant medical management impact, versus the much more likely scenario that then you know nothing would change based on that information.
1: Okay, great. Um, one of the things that we actually you know when we're thinking a little bit about family history and gathering that information. Um, with colorectal cancer patients who've been diagnosed who might be interested in talking to family members, when you really think about how you gather that information, is it only medical record? Is it self-report? What, as a genetic counselor, what is the reality? And then what is your preference in terms of gathering this information?
2: A lot of what we do is based on self-report. So specifically the things that play a significant role in assessing risk are types of cancers age a diagnosis. At times, especially in the setting of colorectal cancer, having the pathology results or colonoscopy results, if possible, can be helpful because we can look at the number of polyps, we can look at the type of colon cancer. Sometimes even some tumor testing has been done that can give us some clues about risk. Um, But that's often information that can be hard to find and is not necessarily imperative to being able to do a cancer risk assessment and certainly the age of diagnosis and type of cancer um, have a lot of weight, just that information.
1: Wonderful. Well, I think that concludes our um, our interview today
2: for the podcast
1: series. Lisa, any other closing thoughts before we, um, we end this session?
2: I think I would just, um, you know, emphasize how much the world uh, and our understanding of cancer and the role that genetics plays is evolving and how rapidly it's evolving. And so even though today we're still in some ways in our infancy in terms of understanding some of the risk factors involved in contributing to cancer risks and how genetics plays a role, I think that information is emerging and especially for individuals who are in the challenging situation of maybe not having all their family history that as science evolves and as we understand more about risk factors, that there may be more options in terms of better understanding risks moving forward. Wonderful. So I just wanna um, urge
1: all of you to learn more about the genetic and family history specific to colorectal cancer to join us on the Fight CRC website for previously and future recordings um, through our webinar series, as well as tools and instruments to help guide your discussion in terms of gathering family history and information um, for genetic counseling information. So thank you for joining us today, and this ends the end of this Tabuti podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember that this information is for educational purposes only, and all medical questions should be directed to your healthcare team. For more resources, visit us on the web at fightcolorectalcancer.org.